Let's pray. Let's pray here. Lord, uh, thank you. What a beautiful day. And, uh, but even more beautiful uh, to be here in your house with your folks and your word. And uh, Lord, I, uh, to be here with you. And uh, it's your God that uh, never leaves us nor forsakes us that we get to walk these days with. And uh, Lord, uh, thank you for being that kind of God. And uh, so, Lord, as we... Uh, Lord, as we consider um, shape and how you shaped us, we marvel at uh, the uniqueness and uh, the creativity of the great, great God. Help us to understand that, Lord. And then, Lord, as we grow in understanding that uh, and understanding you and uh, use us as your instruments, Lord, and uh, help us, Lord, so we can help each other. And, Lord, as we do give you praise even this morning and uh, before we get started here in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, a couple of announcements here. Uh, men of all ages are invited to, next month, to the next monthly men's breakfast held at the Goodfield facility this Saturday, October 15th from 7 to 8.30. Uh, this is a great opportunity to strengthen friendships and build community with brothers in so again, that is at the Goodfield facility next Saturday at 7 a.m. men. So 7 to 8.30. Also, if you're a newer to Newcastle Bible Church, we'd like to extend an invitation to the Newcomer's Breakfast next Sunday at 9.30 in the Intersection Cafe. Enjoy a cup of coffee and like breakfast as you meet some of our leaders and ministry staff. You'll also have the opportunity to learn about the ways Newcastle can be a blessing to you and your family. You'll be able to ask questions, meet others who are new, and learn more of what God is doing through the wide range of ministries we offer. Sign up on the back of the check-in card or through the app. I don't know if you've been to Newcomer's Breakfast. I know you're uh, probably not newcomers anymore because you've been going to the membership class. Uh, but uh, if that is something you're uh, interested in, it is during this time. And uh, um, so I, uh, I, I won't tell you to skip class, but... Uh, you know, if you do, there'll be reprimand, and uh, I'll send you to the principal and all. <laughs> if you want to. And um, I uh, um, will kind of explain the class a little bit today, the next three weeks, and uh, and uh, maybe that'll help you make your decision. But uh, we are in the in the shape class, and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I would just say uh, a couple of things before we get into this book is that uh, if you are looking at uh, more of a study on, on spiritual gifts, uh, August 14th is when uh, Pastor Kevin went through Ephesians 4, which is one of the areas where we've been going through Ephesians and building up the body. Uh, but if you want to jot that down, that sermon is August 14th. Um, great sermon on on. It's entitled Gifted for Unity, and uh, uh, feel free to do that. I, uh, one thing that uh, I just highlighted real quick from my notes that I took is uh, he wanted to demystify and despiritualize giftedness. <coughs> so um, uh, I think he did a great job of that, and uh, I also highlighted there's no such thing as a spectator in a church, and we'll talk more about that here as we go. Um, but, uh, um, and then lastly, one of the uh, things that, uh, as far as the applications, pray and serve. Discover 
your gifts through ministry. And we'll talk more about that as we as we go here this morning. But uh, it's a great sermon. I uh, would tell you that uh, um, that uh, I'd like to start with maybe what shape is not, or spiritual gifts are not, uh, with a little story. I don't think it's a true story, but it's got a point I think that you'll appreciate. Um, after his old Honda Civic finally wore out on him, local man Pete Herbert recently bought a used Toyota Tacoma, prompting leaders of his church to almost immediately declare that he has a spiritual gift of helping people move every single weekend. <laughs> Pete you clearly have the spiritual gift of helping people move all of their stuff out of their old places, loading it up all on your pickup truck and driving across town and unloading it all. A pastor told Herbert after seeing his recently purchased truck, after seeing his recently purchased truck, quote, we thank you in advance for your selfless and completely voluntary service to the members of this church. The church administered a proprietary spiritual gift test to Herbert to confirm the pastor's hunch and sure enough, it came back positive for the spiritual gift known as, quote, hauling furniture, boxes, appliances, and anything else other church members need moved at a moment's notice. The church also handed Herbert a calendar showing all the church members who plan on moving in the next three months so he could clear his schedule every single Saturday, at least so this is what confirmed sources have said. So <laughs> that's not what we're here. <laughs> we will challenge you if you haven't already been challenged to serve it this church and uh, and so forth but uh, anyway let me uh, let me let's dig into our book here uh, folks and, um, and and you'll kind of see where this all this kind of leads but uh, uh, if you're page three and uh, um, we know you guys have been in shape class and uh, um, have uh, gotten to know each other I think anyway, as I understand, even, even you guys as you greeted this morning, but uh, um, I, I'm Scott, uh, cruising my wife, Teresa, if you haven't gotten to know us, uh, your faces look familiar, but uh, I, um, uh, I was uh, a school teacher, uh, coach, athletic director for 36 years, uh, my last 23 at a place called Deer Creek Mackinac, uh, I, we still live at Heritage Lake, we're Mackinites, and uh, so uh, my wife, or I work with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, now this is my seventh year after I retired, and uh, my wife, Teresa, uh, we've got three three children, growing adult children, we're expecting our first grandchild in mid-November, so everybody tells me that's pretty special time, so I, uh, I one thing I say, it's about time, and, uh, <laughs> so uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, uh, Teresa worked 19 years here at Newcastle, and uh, I think your latest title was Ministry Resource Director. You coordinated a lot of volunteers, Pat, for the last 19 years. Retired last January, mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, officially, anyway. So, but um, still serving. Still serving, <laughs> yeah, and uh, in a lot of ways, uh, doing a lot of counseling, and. Uh, but anyway, on page three, as you guys know us, let's go down to why attend this. Let's look at a couple of scriptures here. And uh, 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. By the way, you'll see uh, as we work through here that there's probably four scriptures that speak specifically to spiritual gifts. This is, this is one of them. 
and uh, you'll kind of see as we work through. But First Peter 4, uh, 10 through 11, um, uh, actually, if I might, I might even start with verse 8. And uh, just to put that in context, and uh, for First Peter 4, let's go back here, one page, it says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And it says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And then here we have verse 10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. A good, as good stewards of God's very grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, uh, if you're a person that likes to fill in blanks, we've got some blanks for you. But uh, let's fill in the first one. God has given each one of us a, what do you see there, folks? Gift. A, a gift, yeah. A gift. We'll talk about 15 different gifts. I, uh, I think a lot of theologians would say there's probably more than that. Some that may not even be listed here in God's Word, but as samples of gifts. And uh, but the next blank would be each one of us should use our gifts to glorify, glorify God. And uh, it's down there twice. And a lot of times when we see things twice, it's probably something good to remember. And uh, uh, what else might you see in that verse, folks? Anything? I mean, that verse is loaded. Is there anything else there that kind of? Hit you here? <clears throat> Serve one another? Yeah, one another. Exactly. We're going to hit that. We'll hit that. You got it. Yeah. Serve as one who serves one another. More that God. Yeah. Serve, 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 serve one another. You're going to see that here regularly in the next three. Some people have uh, divided gifts into speaking gifts. It's whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. And whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies. I, I don't know if it's necessary to, a lot of times when we're speaking God's word, we're, we are serving one another. And, uh, so I don't know if that's a necessary, uh, but, uh, but speaking the oracles of God and uh, speaking God's word and speaking God's truth is, uh, is, is huge. And, uh, even when we talk about, you know, Teresa and I both do some biblical counseling, it's God's word that, that we want to put in front of folks, not our words. So, so with that, let's, let's go to Ephesians 4. And uh, let me turn to Ephesians 4 real quick here. And uh, if you haven't been in church yet, you're going to be blessed with another great message from Ephesians and, and building up the body. Ephesians 4, I am going to read 11 and 12, but then I'm also going to read through 16 here. And we just studied this here a few weeks ago, but it says, And he gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain, here we go with verse 13 through 16, until we all attain to the unity of faith and the 
knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. And each part, each part, each part is working properly and makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And uh, just, uh, and again, uh, August, to get much more in that August uh, uh, sermon uh, by pastor in this area. But, uh, so, um, one thing it does say, if you want to fill in blanks here, is the pastors are the equippers. Yeah, they're shepherds, but they're also the shepherds and teachers, equippers of the saints. And even as Pastor Kevin said this morning, don't get so wrapped up, folks, if nobody has told you you're a saint yet today, I'm telling you, you are a saint. And uh, and I, Pastor Kevin, I don't know if was anybody in first service, uh, talked about you, you're a believer, Paul commonly refers to you as a saint. And uh, I, I got referenced back to 1-1, one, one, and there's a, there must be seven or eight places where saints, just in Ephesians. But, uh, so the people, the people then are the, the ministers or the doers. Um, they're the folks that, um, I don't know, uh, uh, as you're around here, uh, but the pastors, elders, are in charge here, as it says, to equip the saints in verse 12. That's, that's, that's us, that's everybody that is a believer in Newcastle for the work of ministry to build up this whole body. So that's why you're here. And uh, so you better learn how you might be a part of that. And uh, so any more any comments on that, Trace? You were a lot of the, the uh, dealing and, and working with volunteers mm -hmm. uh, for years. Uh, well, you think of just like a Sunday morning, um, of course, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Tyson are on the platform, but before they even got there, there was a chair crew that set up the chairs. Um, there is the copy crew that's there on a Sunday morning getting copy ready at nursery, the audio team, the audio visual team that's making the, um, um, the uh, Sunday morning service available for like us when we were in St. Louis last weekend. We were able to listen and watch the service and um, audio team. Just so many volunteers. It's a lot more than yeah. just Pastor Kevin and Tyson. There's a lot going on out there. A lot of folks in the body involved in a lot of different ways. But, uh, so let's go to page four. And we'll just fill in a few blanks here. And uh, uh, your ministry is determined by your, if you want to fill in that blank with makeup. Your makeup. So we're going to talk. The shape really is about makeup, not just spiritual gifts, but other parts of your makeup. And then what God made you to be determines what He intends for you to do. You will understand the purpose for which God created you when you understand the kind of person you are. And I know that's been an ongoing thing, but uh, I'm I've gotten pretty old in the last 66 years, and uh, but I'm still learning and uh, who I am where I might best serve. And, uh, uh, did you know, and, and it's an interesting 
come in the box, God is consistent in his plan for your life, he would not give you inborn talents and temperaments, spiritual gifts, and all the sorts of life experiences and not use them. By studying these factors, we can discover the ministry God has for you, the unique way he intends for you to serve him. And the results, and I, and I think this uh, needs to be spoken to maybe a little bit more here, is God uniquely shaped you and the results of that, there's a lot of results of that, but I think we really uh, you know, start out with these two. First of all, if you want to write down, and, and I know when Brother B and Pastor Summers first put this together, they, uh, they, as pastors, they like to have that first letter to line up. So if you want to write down the F word called fruitfulness, I kind of like to turn that effectiveness in serving others, as Gaetano just mentions about serving others. And then the other F word down there is, is fulfillment. I'd probably rather use the word joy, but I think as you find your fit for ministry, it gives you great joy. And God gives you that Indications of good fit. And uh, sometimes we have to minister where, where it's not a good fit, but um, it's called, he's called us to do that. But, uh, but for the most part, I think uh, the joy and effectiveness are, are big here. You know, I, 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 if you want to circle a word, you're going to see this more often uh, here in just a few minutes, but uh, circle that word unique. I'd, I think. And I got this maybe more as I grew in some teaching and some coaching. Um, I think I think it really spoke to me one time. I, maybe I maybe I understood this more and more uh, a few years ago. Towards actually, unfortunately, probably towards the end of my teaching career, I'm given a final exam, and I've had these kids for a semester, and. Uh, I, uh, most of my kids in my health class were freshmen, a few sophomores, and uh, so you remember when you were a freshman and sophomore, you're, you're just trying to figure it out. You're trying to, and, I, and we're trying to help them figure it out, and it's been a great semester, you know, not without issues and so forth, but I'm sitting there getting a final exam, so I'm giving an exam, and then they're just, they're going to work on it for an hour, and I'm sitting there, I don't have anything to do. I can't do anything until they come my way, and I start grading, and uh, so I, um, I'm just kind of looking around and I'm thinking, man, that has been a unique semester with that kid. Differently unique with that kid, differently unique with this kid. And I started just going around and I just started smiling on the inside. I mean, I, I almost laughed out loud. It was so cool. And uh, not laughed, but giggled. And, and man, they're, they're all so unique. And I thought, us adults are that too. Those kids have to see every teacher at that school as differently unique. And, uh, and everybody here is unique. We, we have got such a, and, I, and what a blessing that is. And uh, so I, I think, and I, and, I told, and I told kids since then that, uh, you know, one of our, I think one of our problems that, that when we run into problems at DMAC, or you have problems, and I have problems, or churches have problems, is we're spending a lot of time with us trying and wanting or desiring to be like this person, mm -hmm. or like this person, 
And uh, instead of being who God wants me to be, and you think about that, the envy, the jealousy, uh, uh, even speaking, uh, trying to think of the term used in Ephesians 5 today, uh, but Covetousness. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, you guys, you guys may have Gaetano was an evangelist. I think you got the gifts. You don't even have to go through the assessment, mm -hmm. Gaetano. I mark it off. But you love to share the gospel. I wish. Well, I'm called to be, and we'll talk more about that. I'm called to share the gospel, but I think the giftedness. I, I may not necessarily have like I tell me have some of that I don't know but you are so unique in that guy tell and uh, praise God and, uh, uh, and and but we're all so unique and uh, as we go through this uh, one thing I'll, I was planning on mention towards the end but let this be a worship of God's creative genius is he not a creative genius my goodness my goodness and uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're different than your spouse. You know, we've been in biblical counseling. And we've had a spouse of, how come she's not like me? Or how come he's not like me? I ought to be like me. What? Why would you think that? <laughs> Praise God, Teresa is not like me. Praise God, I'm not like her. Not, not in a bad way, Teresa, but uh, you know that theologian Rocky Balboa talks about filling those gaps, right? Well, look around and even the church thing, you know we, we got gaps that need filled God fills them with unique people that praise him and uh, you know we think about his creativity and man as our uh, FCA chaplain said the other day if you live in the Midwest this time of the year and you can't appreciate God's beauty out there I said you're probably not going to like heaven very much and uh, but uh, he was just joking and uh, but it is beautiful I don't know what the new heavens and new earth will look like, the new creation, but uh, it might have colored leaves. Yeah. Probably have basketball in there, Dan. I don't know. Yeah. Sinless basketball. Is that a possibility? Yeah. Anyway. No cardinal sins, anyway, but uh, like we saw last night. But uh, anyway, let's uh, just, just hitting that pretty hard here. I'm sorry, but... Uh, Let's move on here. Our goals, uh, let's fill in a few blanks that you will discover your unique designers that were unique again for ministry and commit to developing and using your gifts and qualities to serve God and others through your church family. And number two, that you begin, there's that word again, Gaetano, serving in the church ministry that best expresses what God made you to be. What were the two blanks? Um, discover up top and then commit to developing and using. Yeah. Now, I, I might just say, um, as we've grown in this and trying to understand this, I'm not sure if there should be a first and second there. If you're looking at, well, i got to first do this, and second, I've got to do this, um, I think this is hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're serving, you know, probably, you know, we're going to show you some assessments and try to get you started with some things. If you haven't, most of you are already started. And, uh, but um, if you haven't, just start serving. You're going to find, you know, you're going to discover, well, we get some neat assessments put together by neat people, but they're human people. They're not God. And for me to say, well, Dan, I think God has this for you, 
and uh, you know, I, I'm a human being. I, you know, I can do this as best I can, but I, uh, I think it is, uh, it says, we talked about back here, uh, pray, pray and serve, serve and pray, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. But ministry is, that next, ministry is using whatever God has given you to serve God and the needs of others. And uh, the two greatest commandments, I guess, that would speak to that word. And, uh, love God and love others, serve God and serve others. So, the motivation, let's read uh, Ephesians 2.10, and then we'll fill in the blank. It's some good stuff here. Uh, probably most of you are familiar with Ephesians 2.8 and 9. Uh, when I was 36 years old, I saw Ephesians 2.8 and 9, and, and my heart was changed. But then it comes 2.10. says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And uh, so if you're going to fill in that first blank, you say you've been, what would you throw in there, folks? <clears throat> created? Mm-hmm. Go in there, yeah. Created in Christ Jesus for good works been born and you've been born again Ephesians 2, 8, 9 and created we talked about God's glory and you know, he owns us, he created us he owns us um, we were bought at a price glorified God how about 1 Peter 2, 9 but you are a Chosen race, a royal priesthood. So I called you a saint, now I'm calling you a priest. A holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Folks, you have been, C word there would call, you got into ministry. I like Ephesians 4 1, which we talked about, and Pastor Kevin has, and I often do with coaches, as a prisoner for the Lord, live a life worthy of the calling you receive. This is part of that, so we serve others. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. By the way, context. You know what's in 1 Corinthians 12? Are you familiar with the... We got the feet and the hand and the eyes and the foot all put together. Great coach's verse, you know, I put them together. By the way, I, speaking of those uniqueness, how calm it is for you basketball folks that uh, uh, all our point guards want to go inside and play and all our <laughs> big guys want to go outside and play as a guard. And, uh, and it's, it's not a good fit. And uh, But finding that fitness is better. We perform as a team when you, but anyway. 1 Corinthians 12. You get a chance to read through 1 Corinthians 12 to do that. We won't take that time this morning, but towards the end of 1 Corinthians 12, we have this. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And uh, actually, another version of that says a necessary part of that body of Christ. So the body of Christ needs, isn't Newcastle needs your ministry. A 
That's 1 Corinthians 12. And you know what is 1 Corinthians 13, right? That's the chapter on love. Yeah. Interesting how he puts that in there after. Yeah. But good stuff. We're to love. We're to love people of Newcastle and Newcastle well. And, and uh, it's been kind of a theme here. It's interesting in 1 Corinthians 13 that if we do all these things, if Pastor Kevin preaches second service and does not love the people he's preaching to, it says it's like a clanging cymbal. I'm not sure who's playing the drums today. Just get back there and be, because that's all that's going to be heard. It's not heard in love. And, uh, and when we minister, it's the same thing. And uh, we're, we love those folks that we minister to. A couple of us as we go to. Fourth says, Fort Romans 14, 12. Uh, so then each of you will give an account of himself to God. And it's not the, that's not the great white judgment seat that is the beam of seat of Christ judgment uh, but if you want to write in there you are accountable for ministry kind of lines up with number five here um, judgment seat of Christ talks about some of those rewards and, uh, and even as we look at Colossians 3 23 24 with number five whatever you do work heartily it does rule our heart Work heartily as for the Lord, and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you receive the inheritance as your reward. And uh, should rewards be a motivation? We can talk about that one, I think, all day. But God brings it here. This He talks about the rewards. So if uh, um, I'm working for those rewards, it says when we get to heaven, we're going to throw my at Jesus' feet anyway. So get to wrapped up in those rewards for yourself but uh, uh, but there's other parts of that too that you really don't have time to get in it'll be, it'll be fun, glorious, interesting days ahead yeah so anyway Matthew 25 23 his master said to him well done good and faithful servant some of you are familiar with this parable you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much into the joy of your master. Now, how many talents were given to these three folks? Do you remember? Ten, five, two. Five, two, three. I thought it was ten, five, and two. I can't remember. Yeah. Now we need to look at that. I've got written down five and two. And then one. In this verse, was this given to the person with five talents? Or the two talents? We know the one talent. He buried it, didn't he? It's actually given, this accommodation is given to the man with the five and the two. Both. So it doesn't really make a difference how much talent or what our gifts are or shape or do what he's given you. That good and faithful, there's that word, just keeps popping up in the Gaetano servant. Yeah. So, with number five, you can put, you will be rewarded. You'll be rewarded. All right, Romans 12, 1 to 8. Just kind of a side little study here, Romans 12, 1 through 8. Um, 
Anyone familiar with Romans 12? If you want to open up your Bibles, you can do that. Um, I think I will. Steps here. Step one, the verse says, I appeal to you, dot, 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 to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So if you want to fill in the bank, you could dedicate your B word would be. Body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't serve without the body. Your own body, but that's everything. By the way, I would say this. I would appreciate, and we probably need to change this or add to this, Teresa. We've talked about this before. But the dot, 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 what, what is that dot, dot, dot? What do you have in your Bible? What, what goes there? I'll let you read some more. The mercies of God. Yeah, mercies of God. Quite frankly, I don't think you're going to serve. You know, NIV says, in view of God's mercy. And I, I really think, and my, my old boss and I used to go back and forth, the FCA boss, and he would say, because, you know, it's kind of a athletic type, you know, we, we go out on the game, it's we're worshiping with their body and serving him with their body but in, in all areas. But we can't, I said, I think the biggest, for me anyway, the biggest three or four words there is what you just said, Tom. We're not going to do this well unless we view God's mercy. And even as we, you're going to hear today, um, as one pastor would talk about, the indicative is our, is the gospel. And then, and, and a whole lot of times in, in, in God's wording, He reminds us of His gospel and view of God's mercy. Then go do this. And you're going to hear that today as well. It's interesting. If not, we're probably just going to be. Uh, sometimes we call it uh, white knuckling it. Behavior modification that's not coming from the heart. I'll guarantee you there's going to be times when you come out here, I intend to serve, but I don't really feel like serving. And uh, I think at that point, we've got to remember the gospel. Is God made me, save me for this. And there's folks out here that I'm going to be serving that maybe don't know you. And uh, if you're serving in the nursery, there's folks that are dropping their kids off that need to hear the gospel well today without one or two little ones in their hands. You are ministering to them uh, in, in other countless ways. Of, uh, um, and he'll put a smile on your heart. And yeah, I'm tired, but we're going to do this. God called me to do this. He saved me for this. And uh, so don't forget that. And we'll talk more about that as we go on here. But uh, um, how about verse 2? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, this may be a little stretch of this, but uh, I, I talked to Brother B about this a, a little bit. Eliminate the world's distractions. That's hard to do. I love what it says in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, where it talks about uh, lay aside or throw off. It's about throwing off sin, but also to lay off those things that are in, in hindering. That may not be sin, but it could be hindering. We uh, have challenged kids. We, we had an FCA, uh, junior high FCA crew, in the area that uh, put their phones away for two days. 
He phoned fast. Now Is these these things ain't they, they don't bother true? me. They bother tree, so they they uh, you know distract her, but not me. And uh, uh, it's interesting. I was working in FCA camp here a few years ago. I thought, well, what, what distracts you, you gals? I had some gals at my basket. And we were just working through some good sports guys. And we talked about them, and one said, "The guys over in that basket. Those guys distract you." I thought we were good, and. Bible created us and said we were good, and so about 15 minutes later, here come the guys. What distracts you, gals? And uh, said, I'm married. You say my wife can be. I know sometimes you can be a distraction, Teresa, and I know I can be a distraction, but uh, not that dog you were taking care of. <laughs> but and, and uh, but what is it that distracts us? And uh, um, I also like here. I heard this Friday. The youth pastor that spoke at Morton's FCA, and he says, "Today I'm going to talk about don't be a muffin." Like, What's that all about? And uh, he taught on Romans 12:1 to 2. As a muffin conforms to the pan, don't conform to the world. <laughs> oh, what a great picture! Uh, I've made a few muffins in my days, and uh, they do conform to that pan. <laughs> And, and went on. It was a great message for kids, a good message for me. But uh, anyway, verse 3, for by the grace given to me, I say every one among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. My old principal, a guy by the name of Rob Houchin, used to teach men's Sunday school class here for years and years and was uh, had a lot to do with me coming to Christ. And uh, But it seemed like at least every other Sunday school class he would have to bring this up. And uh, maybe it's because I was in the class, I don't know. But uh, um, he still brings it up. He's on my board now. He, he, he evidently loved Romans 12, 3, maybe for himself, I don't know. But uh, evaluate your strengths. Don't think more highly of yourself, but evaluate you know, what we're looking at here as we go and do some of this assessment. And then step four, uh, having gifts that differ according to grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. And uh, prophecy and do some other gifts there. But if you want to write down the word activate those gifts, go use them. Go use them. Yeah. Paul told Timothy, go steer up the gifts. And uh, I like the they call it the Nike verse. Do not really listen to the word. Listen to yourselves and do what it says. Just do it. I will serve. I will serve. But, uh, so, last page or two here, folks. Psalm 139. Job 10, 8a. Your hands fashioned and made me. I've talked about this. God has been molding and shaping you for many since you were born. 139, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me. And as yet there was none of them. What an incredible verse. What an incredible verse. I guess as we recently saw pictures of a grandson that will be with us in 
little over a month. And uh, what is God doing with that little one, even now? Intricately weaving. So we kind of just summarize here, you were shaped for a purpose. You are unique. And you are wonderfully made. Man. This guy told us that we're saints, we're wonderfully made. What was the other? Oh, we're priests. give you not very long. Please take a moment and draw a hammer in the space below. Any hammer you want to draw. Okay, you don't, don't be looking on his hammer now. That's his, that's his hammer. I'm laughing at mine. <laughs> I don't know what one looks like. Uh, Neither. This, mine looks like a club. <laughs> You're such a do we have some artistic abilities out there? Or some lack of them? You're looking at the hammer on yours. It's like it's coming at you. That's yeah, I think I've been hammered. Yeah. <laughs> I've been clubbed to death. But that's a really good one. Let's see what you guys got. Oh, yeah. Really you got that claw hammer out there. Looking pretty good. Is that a claw hammer? I think they call those. That looks like the one you broke in one of that's why it's sticking in your head. <laughs> Have you checked with your spouse? And, uh, you hopefully come to the conclusion that you are unique and wonderfully, wonderfully unique. I'm not an artist. That's Isn't it amazing what some of those folks can do? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we'll talk about some of those abilities. I, I, I'm amazed. The folks on the platform, I, I just, and I, I've tried playing the piano. I, I've tried, I can't, I've, I've played a trombone, and I've played a tuba, but those are just one hand things. People that play with two hands like this, and what's that little thing that uh, Tyson is playing with today? At least one song, he had a little, uh, is that what it was? And a little guitar, but he's playing, I tried playing the guitar with my neck. I had to tell Nick, it's, just, it's not working. Man. I'd love to learn to play the guitar with you. We can string together and have a lot of fun around the campfire or anywhere else you want to go. But uh, I, I thought I gave it a pretty good try. But uh, we were so unique. And uh, I'm not afraid of God that he, he can play it. But uh, So on the next page, we kind of finish up with shape. I've been wondering what this is all about. What is this shape all about? Well... Here's where we're going, folks, the next two times. Um, yes. Stands for spiritual gifts. And we'll get into these, each of these, much today. But uh, uh, those are gifts, as it says, each has a gift from God. It's in 1 Corinthians there and elsewhere. Um, we're looking at about 15 of them. Um, this section actually is the next section we'll get into.
really big next time we come together. So it's about a page 14 if you want to write a number down there. And then the next H stands for, again, we got Colossians 3.23 and, uh, and Philippians 2.12.13 kind of speaks to this. Um, but this is the hearts or passions. Primarily looking at spiritual gifts, and then the last day we'll spend looking at these other four. There's a number of, uh, of uh, assessments that we'll have you look at and fill out and so forth. But if you want to put page 45, see, this is a long stretch between 14 and 45 that we'll spend. But uh, A stands for abilities. And we'll talk about some of the difference between and spiritual gifts. Uh, um, here in Exodus, they're talking about building the tabernacle. I, uh, I'd not be one to build a tabernacle or anything else for that matter, but it amazed me what some of these folks could do. Um, but again, as I said, it amazed me how people play the piano too. And uh, uh, just some amazing abilities that, that God has given us. It says what natural talents and skills do you have, and uh, and then we've got this personalities, don't we? He's talking there about the disciples. What a neat crew, huh? I think I got time to do this, maybe real quick. How about this uh, to Jesus, son of Joseph, from email, by the way, from Jordan Management Consultants, Jerusalem. Thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you have picked for the managerial positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests, and here's the results. We have summarized the findings study below. Simon Peter is emotional, unstable, given two fits of temper. Andrew was absolutely no quality of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, placed personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We believe it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. <laughs> James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical meanings. Additionally, they both registered high scores on manic depressive. However, one of the candidates shows great potential. He's a man of ability and resourcefulness. He is a great networker, has been a keen business, has a keen business line and has strong contacts and influential circles. He's highly motivated, very ambitious, and adept with financial matters. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and chief operating officer. Mm -hmm. Now, interesting stories, aren't they? Not unlike interesting stories around here in so many ways. So many different personalities, praise God. And then, experiences. And uh, how about David? They use the example of David. We're ten years wandering in the desert. <coughs> David, you're supposed to be king. You're supposed to be king. Check out Psalm 13 sometime. David's lamenting. What is going on, God? He was preparing David for kingship. Yeah. Anyway, that's page. 
your kind of your index. I think there's an index in there somewhere in your tree. And 58. And page 61 is uh, where all the assessments kind of go into a profile. We'll talk more about that as it goes on, but uh, you'll have a profile that uh, actually go uh, online and all that's down the road here. But uh, if you turn the page, you'll see just some different experiences. But uh, if you want to write these down, we'll talk more about these later. But quite frankly, uh, why don't we just wait till later unless you when we, uh, we've got a couple more minutes, I want to share one more thing with you, but uh, we'll get into these five different types of spiritual experiences, but man, you've had some. I, I would just say this, we have, we have hopefully, and as we thought and talked about the creative genius of this universe, uh, we have given him worship. And, uh, you know, when you see the uniqueness of his creativity worship him praise him man oh man but also this we just talk about experiences is God a sovereign God and he's sovereignly brought you through some experiences some good some bad you'll see some of that some are tough experience second thing goes up there painful experiences if you're filling in like spiritual and painful to prepare you for such a time as this where you're at right now and uh, you can look back on some of those things. Think about that. But he is sovereign and worship is sovereign. Just read through there another Paul's spiritual giftedness. In his heart, his abilities, and his personality, just as an example, and we'll we'll head from here. I'd like to kind of finish then with this little devotion that maybe summarize a little bit what we've talked about. Some of you uh, perhaps Mercy's daily devotion. I, uh, I love it. If you uh, probably some over in the resource area, uh, just a daily, not just it is a daily devotion. It's I I, I like it. I need it. Uh, so I really think it speaks to me in my heart. Um, I've been I've been using that devotion now for four straight years. And, but here is November tenth read a little bit of this. God is not satisfied with informing you about the work of his kingdom. He transforms you to participate in the work of his kingdom. Goes down and says, many, many Christians, church attendance, for many, many Christian church attendance is a spiritual addition of going to a concert. They regularly go to experience the religious performance of ministry professionals. They have little commitment to the health of the church or, its, or to its work in the world. The relationship to the church is self-focused and passive. But God's plan for his church is very different. He has called all his children to be his ambassadors, that is to represent his message and his character in whatever environment he has placed them. Here's the plan, and I love this. A God of grace makes his invisible grace visible by sending his people of grace to reflect his grace to people who need his grace. 
a lot of grace, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, but we've been showered with grace. You have been called to be the look on his face, the tone of his voice, and the touch of his hand. You are to represent his presence and his love. You are placed where you are to make his mercy and faithfulness visible and concrete. That means that your life doesn't belong to you anymore. You've been bought with a price. His ambassadorial call drives us to him to receive the grace we need to represent his grace in the lives of others. What a plan. It's a good, good plan. Good, good plan. So, we'll go from here. Some men's good, good plans. Anything to add, Teresa? Mm-hmm. Teresa, we're going to speak to you a lot more on next Sunday morning. And, uh, anyway, Caetano, I know I've had you pray us out before. You want to pray us out today here, brother? Sure. Go ahead, man. Lord, we come before you praising you for who you are. And we come before you thanking you for all that you do for us and provide for us. Thank you for the uh, blessings, but we also thank you for the trials. Yeah. It's through the trials that we grow. It's through the trials that we are somehow, sometimes, perhaps oftentimes, forced uh, to humility. Lord, I thank you for all that. <clears throat> I thank you for the uh, Shades class. I thank you for the pray that you would just uh, be with us for the balance of this day, uh, allow us to really contemplate on our giftedness uh, and, in, and in how we would be able to shape that into ministry. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks, folks. Scott, what's the name of the devotional? Uh, New Morning Mercies. The Paul, Paul, Paul Trapp. Trapp. Yeah. 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 yeah, I... I Good. It's challenging. It challenges the heart. Yeah.